You're not giving me easy questions, man. I thought we're going to start with some casual conversations about, you know, marketing and what's B2B SaaS. Nope, jumping in. We're going for it. (laughs) You're going for it. (laughs) Welcome to episode 35 of B2B SaaS Marketing Snacks. My name is Mike, and today we are talking about SEO or search engine optimization, if you're not familiar with the acronym, uh, for early stage B2B content marketing efforts. If you haven't already listened to episode six, I would recommend going and checking that one out first. It's about how you can create a your first content marketing strategy all up. And then after that, come back to this one and it will give you more insight into how you can now merge the content that you've created with the basic SEO strategy so that you can start to build some organic authority and kind of start to get your inbound engine up and running. So in today's episode, we talk about how you can find the right top priority keywords for your own content effort, um, the general kind of overall best practices for SEO when you're just getting started. And then I asked Stein to actually walk through the exact process that he used when he was you know, building the keyword strategy for T2D3 and the content that we're developing on that side of things. So that is what we're talking about in today's episode. Thank you again for choosing to spend your time with us and let's get into it. Following up on an earlier topic, Mike, um, when we talked about how do you optimize your website for multiple verticals, multiple industries, you touched on also thinking about SEO and, and content optimization in a similar way. What I what I find interesting, I only learned this in the last couple of years. I never really thought much about it and I'm not technical enough to give you all the details but what i what i what i think i i have concluded <laughs> is that all the tools that you can use to do seo research uh, samrush ahrefs moss all these tools they have one thing in common they don't have real accurate data <laughs> that's true <laughs> because google kind of keeps the real data to itself right if you have you're the owner of a website or a domain name you can get more data but if you're not things like um, Google Analytics information are estimates at best, mm-hmm. right? They're not telling you the exact data. I think when you buy Google Ads, you get more data because you're now in a paid search environment where Google makes money <laughs> of that data. It depends, yeah. Uh, but if you just have Google Analytics and you, you sort of try to see where certain traffic comes from, you don't get a lot of data, right? Especially when most of the traffic is going through encrypted SSL connections you don't get much you know that someone came from an organic search result but you really don't know where they came from right so now to answer the question what were people actually looking for when they found me you have to go to tools like samrush and what i understand how this works is samrush has just a whole bunch of servers let's say a thousand servers somewhere in (laughs) it's probably not st petersburg although i I know it's a russian company Um, but these servers are somewhere in the cloud and They don't do anything else than just running Google search queries and then scraping the results of the search page and putting those in a database so that you now have actual accurate data that when someone types in a certain search query that your website, for example, shows up at the fifth position or at the 12th position. And why is that data accurate? Because Samrush actually does the query and they capture the results and they store it. What this also means is that they they don't do this for every search query out there. So when you are starting to do your marketing and you're focused on a niche uh, audience, for example, 
uh, the long tail keyword phrase that you might be interested in. I think you in the other episode you used um, accounts payable solutions for uh, healthcare. I think was the example. Yep. Yep. I'm pretty sure if you type in something like that in SEMrush or Moz or Ahrefs, that you likely don't get any search results. If the query is long enough, is complicated enough, at some point, Samrush will just not have the data. Um, but when you put that in and you tell Samrush, especially when you have a paid subscription, hey, I'm interested in this data, they will start, I think, running that query and then you will get data over time. It will still probably be very a very small search volume, right? Or maybe 10 searches a month, five searches a month. Mm -hmm. uh, but at least you have something to work with now. And if you are building a company and you're building a business, it's okay to start with something that's really small, right? To have just a couple of keywords that you're focused on early on. You can only create so much content anyway. Let's say you're building 10 blog articles in your first week or first month. Yeah, focus those on a, a long tail keyword phrase that is really important to you that you think if someone would type that in, I really have the best of the best to offer for them. Then focus on that with your SEO focus, even if a tool like Samrush doesn't show you a lot of data, mm -hmm. because you don't know. Maybe it's just because they're not crawling that data today. And, and if you win it, uh, you can probably hold on to that search position for a long time as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's a really good point. And even Google, if you use Google Ads and you're using like a keyword bid planner, they sometimes won't actually show any volume for a keyword unless it has an average volume above 10 searches per month. So there may be searches for something or a, you know, a long tail keyword or a query, but it won't, it won't tell you that. So it's always worth, um, you know, putting in the exact match keywords that you, you think that your audience would actually search for. And you can always ask your customers too, like, Hey, if you were to describe, our solution, or if you were to type, you know, if you were looking for us in Google, what would you actually search? And that's a great way to just kind of understand how they perceive what your product is and your solution is, and to, to kind of map that back to um, what kind of keywords you should be looking for. It's not always perfect because, you know, um, they may be coming at it from a certain frame of reference, but it's a good data point to have. Um, because the way that you think about your product might be completely different than the way that your customer does and how they describe it. Um, I also wanted to, while we're on the topic, Stein, if you wouldn't mind sharing the story um, and maybe some of the the steps that you took to um, do the, the keyword research and prioritization for T2D3. I know that you you shared that story in the book, and I think it's really, it's really important. Um, and I think it also brings up another topic, which is this idea of um, a lot of agencies will sell SEO services as a um, kind of an end-all be-all for a lot of early stage companies. Um, and it might not be the best thing for companies when they're first getting started. I think the first priority is really to get content up and not overthink your, your, your keyword strategy, your plan is to just start with something really simple, focus in on a couple of keywords, um, and then expand out from there. But I'd love if you could could kind of share that story, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, I think it's fine to have a relatively low amount of people finding you early on, if those are exactly the people you're trying to service. So sure. in the T2D3 example, 
What is T2D2? It's a book that provides um, templates, guidance, uh, list, uh, a starting point, a playbook, if you will, uh, for founders and marketing leaders and sometimes the investors um, that run venture-backed startups that are about to go into scaling mode. So the early blogging we did for the T2D3.pro website was all about those keywords, playbook for B2B SaaS marketing. Uh, early stage um, startup um, playbook, things like that, right? T2D3, of course, the word. Because what you want is that people who find you because of those keyword phrases get exactly what they're looking for. Yep. Because in the first couple of months that a website is live, Google will, will be very sensitive to when it sends traffic your way that those people actually get what they're looking for, right? And so if you're bidding on keywords that happen to have a really high volume, for example, or bidding on is the wrong word, but if you're creating content and you're focused on keywords with a really high volume, uh, but you're not necessarily servicing those people very well, that might not help you very much. It might actually ding your domain authority uh, early on. So it's better probably to go after a couple of simple keyword phrases that really describe what you're doing, the content that you have on your website, and get authority for those, even if they have very small volume. Um, for T2D3, there were things like uh, marketing templates for B2B SaaS startups, B2B SaaS startup budget, B2B SaaS startup uh, launch plan, right? Things like that, that don't have large volumes of search queries, but those that do search for that, yeah, they get what they need. And to do that keyword research, did you do that all in SEMrush? I did, but not my. I, I really use a tool like that only to get started. I basically say, hey, uh, let's. You type in, for example, B two B SaaS marketing playbook, and then you find typically that there's no volume on that. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can see some other keywords maybe that have a little bit of volume, and and then maybe you see SaaS marketing playbook. Instead of B2B SaaS marketing playbook, you see SaaS marketing playbook with maybe 10 searches a month. And that's a good way to start then. You say, okay, if I can cater to that question, if I have something to offer for people who type in SaaS marketing playbook, then let's write a couple of blogs that have that specific keyword in the URL, for example, because that will really help with your Google rankings. And then, of course, you have to have good content right. that actually talks about that topic, right? That gives that audience what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, and unless you're able to do that, unless you're actually able to write content that will be relevant for them, then you shouldn't be focused on that keyword, right? Because it's not going to help you. If you're trying to optimize for keywords by just putting it in the, the title of your blog or the URL, but you don't have much to say to the question, then don't bother. Yeah, you're probably hurting yourself more than you're helping yeah. yourself because Google will actually look at if they send somebody to your site and they jump off quick, then it will start to deprioritize your page is ranking for those keywords. And the best, the top priority keywords for an early stage um, effort are usually the things that are why you built the company in the first place or why you're building your product, right? Because there is a need that is unmet. Mm -hmm. There is something that you're solving for that hasn't been solved e either before or hasn't been solved very well. So there's likely an opportunity for you to describe that in the way you think about uh, search engine optimization in the sentence that people who, who have that need would be looking for that.